0: Is your money not sure what to do with itself right now? At Ally, they'll help it save for the future with their smart savings tools. Bucket your money for the things that matter most. Analyze your spending and save automatically. All on top of a competitive rate. For all things money, you deserve an Ally. Visit allycom slash savings for more info. Ally, do it right. Ally Bank, member FDIC.
1: I have not heard a true official apology to Colin Kaepernick on what he was going through and what he was trying to tell the NFL and tell the world about why he was kneeling when he was doing that as a San Francisco 49er. Um, So I I just see that to be still be wrong. Um, And and now they are listening some, but I still think um, we have not heard that official apology to a man who basically sacrificed everything uh, for the better
2: of this world.
0: Welcome to The Jump, live from home. You just heard some very strong words from LeBron James. We will be talking about those later in the show. I am Rachel Nichols. We've got New York Times bestseller, Brian Windhorst, coming to you from the Cobra Dome. And also, happy anniversary, Jay Williams. On this date, you were drafted second overall by the Bulls in 2002. What do you remember about draft day, Jay?
1: I remember that there was a 7'6 guy from China that, because they come around all the time, Rachel, that I was the second pick in the draft. Uh, Not that I hold any animosity towards Yao. I I love him, but... uh, (laughs) You know, I, I got to tell you guys, you know, we, we are so lucky. We cover this league that is so incredible. And for me as a kid, uh, I, I grew up with this false sense of, you know, will this ever happen to me? Can I accomplish this? And to hear my name called by David Stern, you know, rest in power for him um, and be up on that stage in the second pick in the draft was just a monumental day of my life and one that I will forever, forever cherish.
0: Absolutely. And you forever have it. That is an amazing, amazing, amazing thing. Congratulations. All right, coming up. Thanks. Draymond Green teamed up with a U.S. senator to write an op-ed piece on how the NCAA can handle allowing players to be compensated during the pandemic and beyond. We'll fill you that in on their thoughts next. First, though, we got a little breaking news this morning. The NBA and the Players Association have formalized their plans for Orlando. This is now officially happening. They intend to release the schedule of games later tonight. They've also put out a joint statement on their coronavirus test results. They read, quote, in tests conducted of the 302 NBA players on June 23rd, 16 players have tested positive for coronavirus. Any player who tested positive will remain in self-isolation until he satisfies public health protocols for discontinuing isolation and has been cleared by a physician. Brian, what do you make of these results?
3: Yeah, I don't like want to use the word good with this news but it's acceptable this is in the five percent range that the league was hoping to get it's comparable to what the nba has had in some of their early testing and frankly they knew that this was going to be something in this area now i will point out i've spoken to the league this was 302 players there's actually expected to be more than 340 players maybe even more than 350 or 60 players going to Orlando. So where are those extra guys? Um, so this isn't everybody. There's some positive tests that were taken elsewhere. For example, in Nikola Jokic over in Serbia. Also, there isn't there's some missing guys that may not have fully reported yet. The league hasn't released who has reported. But all in all, um the league wants to get this thing going and wants to get everybody healthy. And these coronavirus tests, while disconcerting, fit within their plan.
1: And I would say this, guys, I, I was shocked. I, I thought there was going to be a lot more guys who would be tested. And, you know, Brian, just to add to your point, I'm curious what those numbers will be once other people do get tested. But at the same time, look, the NBA, we, we all have to put this in perspective. Uh, they are literally assembling the plane after they've already jumped off the cliff. And they're doing <laughs> this in real time, guys. And uh, this is this also comes down to survivability. For a league and the future of a league. So every, you know, every single day we're having these conversations. Do you think they're going to play? Do you not think that they're going to play? I think this is a pretty firm stance point that they are moving in a direction they are going to play in Orlando.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the announcement is out. They are going to play, and the numbers of the positive coronavirus tests pretty much match up exactly with what the NHL has reported about their player pool, so that's interesting as well. And they obviously have a plan to have those players isolated and hopefully healthy by the time they want to go to Orlando. All right, I want to move on because Draymond Green and Connecticut Senator Chris Murphy collaborated on an op-ed for ESPN.com saying, now is the time to reform college athletics. They describe the lack of rights for athletes as a civil rights issue. Noting black men represent only 2.4% of students at Power 5 conference schools, but they represent more than 55% of men's football and basketball players. Meanwhile, coaches, athletic directors, presidents, you know, the ones who get to make the money, they are overwhelmingly white. They noted this is similar to the board members and CEOs of corporations who benefit from the labor of young black men. And here is their potential solution. Quote, In the short term, the NCAA could simply waive the restrictions that disallow athletes from getting outside sources of income. In the middle of a pandemic, during which some of these athletes' families have no income, this would be the compassionate step for the NCAA to take. In the long run, our debate should be framed by a question of what real fairness for college athletes would look like. Jay, what is your reaction?
1: I have a lot of reactions here, Rachel. So it, it, it's sad that it takes a pandemic for us to expedite this process. But I'm glad that we are here. I like the fact that Draymond and Senator Chris Murphy have spoken up about this. And I, I think recently the thing that's really taking it to the next level, Mike Gundy, the head coach of the Oklahoma State team in football, you know, his comments about what exactly this means ...to make sure that we have football because football and basketball are two sports that subsidize a lot of other sports. And his, his quote was, saying that the people in the state are relying heavily on the revenue generated by players. So openly stating that acknowledges the fact that you need these players to continue to generate revenue. And it makes you wonder about what is the difference between universities and pros. Pros right now can come out and say, we're going to play games without fans. But in college, you actually need fans because that's the biggest source of revenue generated that actually subsidizes a lot of these universities. So it makes you wonder, Okay, are you going to be more forced to put fans in the stands because you need that revenue and now you need the players? And it openly acknowledges that the players need to generate revenue because that's the only way that these organizations are going to survive. So, I, you know, we've been talking about this until we've been blue in the face. And I'm glad that now we're just expediting the process to get down to the processes of how we need to make it work.
3: I'm going to attempt to boil this down. The NCAA has a choice. The choice is to hold on to the the vestiges of power or to be on the right side of history. Mm. I know which side I would be on. they got to decide what they want to do going forward, and their past history does not indicate the direction that Draymond and the senator are, are talking about.
0: We just showed that video, and I forget which school it's from, of the bank of televisions in the cold tub. I I know that in theory, it's the football players who watch those televisions. But I think they would prefer money going to their families, possibly to put food on the table. Uh, Mm -hmm. The system we have now is so clearly unfair, so clearly exploits athletes. It is so clearly based in a system that grew out of a culture that saw black and brown bodies as good for one thing, that I am I am absolutely certain, as you say, Brian, the right side of history. I am certain it will eventually change, just like we saw laws in the 1960s change. And just like those laws, I am also certain that when we look back on this system years from now, people are going to be amazed that the general public ever thought it was okay. It, it is that exactly. much degree to me. Jay, there's also the issue that you raised of putting fans in the stands, putting college players back at these training camps. As someone who was once one of the most famous college athletes in the nation, do you think NCAA basketball should be played this fall?
1: You know, I, I... I I feel so torn about this. As much as I I do want to see them play, I I think, once again, we're in a series of ebbs and flows here, Rachel. We have to watch to see what actually happens uh, throughout the summer as we lead into fall. Um, The reality is that I think for some players, look, Obi Toppin, we're going to be talking about him a lot when the draft comes in October you know there's no way for a guy like Obi Toppin to be recognized or ascend if he doesn't have a college basketball season for the uni- college basketball season for the university he plays at whereas a lot of these other guys so I can see how a guy like that wants to play to get more notoriety and then on the opposite end you have guys who have the notoriety coming out of high school that are probably going to say I don't want to play college basketball I don't want to even open myself up to that and what that means so It's it's hard for me to give you a hardcore answer on this right now. It's going to be a series of ebbs and flows and just watch.
0: Well, I don't think you have to have an answer right now in June about what should happen in October and November, because, gosh, if the rest of us only knew that about the state of the country at that point. We'd all go to Vegas. Uh All right, coming up, we're going to talk to Ennis Cantor. He joins me to talk about protesting, about resuming the season in Orlando, and and maybe sort of definitely he's calling out another NBA player. You, You can be the judge of that. First, though, our countdown of the top plays of the season so far continues with 34 days until the season resumes. Here's number 34, starring Cantor's teammate Jalen Brown.
1: The Lakers
0: have lost the game. They've started at least a seven-game winning streak, and number seven, Jalen Brown rises and throws it down. They're going to be a taunting technical on Jalen Brown,
1: but that brings the house down, and they're benched to their feet. What a dunk by Jalen Brown!
2: He's gotten you know, so many other guys, so just to be out there playing against you know, one of the best players to ever play the game is, a, is an honor. I ain't gonna lie, though, it was pretty nice. It was pretty awesome. The Jump
0: is brought to you by Disney+. Plus. All of your favorites, all in one place. Sign up today.
2: Geico gets you access to licensed agents 24-7, which means that Geico is always there for you. If only everyone was always there for you. Like your mom, when you fill out really, really important paperwork on the first day of a new job.
0: Name, check, birthday, social security, is that a thing? Hey, Mom, what is my social security number? Mom? 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 Okay, let's guess. Uh, zero, zero, 0017. Oh, Gemini. Hashtag
2: done. Uh, Geico, always there for you with savings and 24-7 access to licensed agents.
0: Coming up at 4 Eastern, 1 Pacific, UFC Live previews Fight Night from Vegas tomorrow. A two-hour sports center is at 5 o'clock with the PTI guys joining at 5.30 and we cap the day with another sports center. First, though, take a listen. Here's my chat with Celtic Center, Ennis Kanter. Welcome back to The Jump and welcome in to Celtic Center, Ennis Kanter. So nice to have you back on the show.
2: Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for the invite.
0: Congratulations are in order. You recently tweeted that your father, who had been sentenced to 15 years in prison Mm -hmm. in Turkey, was being released. And I want to read your exact words here. You said, quote, Wow, I could cry. Today, I found out that seven years after arresting my dad, taking him through a kangaroo court and accusing him of being a criminal Mm -hmm. just because he's my dad, my dad has been released. He said this is due to the pressure we have put on the Turkish regime. Mm -hmm. You wrote they no longer could keep him from his freedom because of the spotlight that we all put on this case. However he is just one person there are still tens of thousands of people wrongfully in jail in Turkey. I will not forget you we will not forget you so and it's understandably very emotional stuff there. Right. what have the past few days been like for you?
2: Oh first of all I want to you know thank all my teammates um, all my coaches all the NBA family and all the fans you know uh, it's been a tough road uh, seven years uh, we've been fighting uh, with the Turkish uh, government and trying to, uh, you know, release not just my dad, but all the political uh, prisoners in the jails. My dad is only one, you know. So many people know my story because I play an NBA. But my my thing is there's so many people and so many families out there, the situation is way worse than mine, you know. So that's why I have to, that's why I tweeted out and said, you know, my fight is not over. It's just getting started.
0: It's been amazing. You've been fighting... For freedom and, and trying to release political prisoners and democracy back in Turkey. You've also been a visible part of the Black Lives Matter movement and protests. You were the only player I saw, Ennis, who wore your actual jersey to one of the marches. Why did you want to do that?
2: I mean, first of all, I will say this. I know what it is like to fight for freedom, uh, justice, and democracy. So that's why I was actually spending my quarantine time in Chicago. And we actually dropped 20 hours to uh, come back to Boston because they told me that I cannot fly. So I just wanted to let the whole world know, literally just the Celtics got your back.
0: I love that. Um, I I do want to ask you about basketball also, since the NBA is marching toward a return Mm -hmm. here. You've been very transparent about the COVID testing. You posted a video online of you getting a swab stuck down your throat. Can you take us inside what it has been like for players these past few weeks as you guys have been reporting to the facility, all the precautions they're having you take when you're even just going to shoot a basketball into a hoop and and now getting tested?
2: First of all, Celtics did an amazing job to just keep the players in shape. We actually had this like FaceTime virtual workouts that – you know, get on a call and literally just try to do the best we can to stay in shape in our apartment. You know, some people are lucky because workouts, they have big though, spaces. and it's, like, it's not
0: the same thing. Someone could have, like, a yeah. chicken leg off the screen or something.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I, I saw some players, actually, doing curls with suitcase full of clothes. I'm like, man, this is like a championship mentality. I love it. You know, that's going to bring us the championship. But it's just so nice to just go back to your facility and just start, you know, working out. Everybody has their own basketball, and you cannot touch anyone else's basketball. Everybody has their own rim. You know, it's been, it's been crazy. Uh, we have to get tested once every two days. Uh, but I think, you know, that shows that NBA trying to do everything they can to just making sure the players are safe and they are comfortable to go out there and play.
0: Some players have expressed concerns about going down to Orlando. Do you have any worries about the setup, either from a health perspective or just the idea of how grueling it's going to be to go go down there for up to three months?
2: I mean, I'll I'll, I'll say this. I had conversation with – I mean, it's obviously my nine-year in the league. I had conversation with so many other uh, players, you know. So, like, the players – Some of the players don't want to play. They just signed their biggest contract. They have the best shoe deal out there. All the endorsements are coming in. They live in like the biggest, you know, market out there. You cannot just talk for yourself. You gotta look, if you're a leader, you have to like look at the whole league, you know? I look to some like rookies and, or some players, they live in paycheck to paycheck. They have to take care of themselves and they have to take care of their family and I'm here and if we don't play this year potentially there might be a possible lockout next year so you're talking right. about this year and next year you know and if you're if your concern is like social justice and everything in Orlando the whole world will be watching and if you're really about that life hey go to make the for a playoff get that money and donate to Black Lives Matters Foundation or, or donate to something else you know so like don't Get someone wants to hoop, and someone wants to go out there and compete.
0: Well, I'm pretty specific there with me, as You know, big city, shoe deal, star player. Do you want to get specific at it. all? Who are we talking yeah, about?
2: I, I, I think you got it right. I think you got it. That's the, the one in your head. I think you got it. <laughs> no names. We'll, we'll,
0: we'll leave it at. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. We are looking forward to seeing you down there, and as for sure, the Celtics, uh, one of the favorite teams to make it uh, a good way in this Orlando bracket. So uh, we can't wait to see how you guys do. Thank you for joining us.
2: I know. I'm really excited. Thank you for the invite.
0: Coming up, we played you LeBron's comments on the NFL at the top of the show. He says they owe Colin Kaepernick an apology. We will discuss that next. But first, here's our distant replays from this date in NBA draft history. And we start with our greatest living American. Oh, yes. Allen Iverson, 1996.
3: With the first pick. In the 1996 NBA draft, the Philadelphia 76ers select Allen Iverson from Georgetown University.
2: And there you see backstage Allen Iverson, the Georgetown sophomore. And what a tremendous moment that is for a kid. You think about all the nights, all the mornings that you had to get up early, take the kid to his youth league game. And dreaming of this night. Congratulations. Hubie Brown says there's nobody in the league quicker than you. Is there anybody that can stop you one on one?
1: I don't know. I I hope not. I I don't think so.
3: With the first pick in the 2003 NBA draft, the Cleveland Cavaliers select LeBron James.
2: $100 million in contract. Endorsements in basketball and LeBron James makes a great American story. From tough times to tremendous success. A second player from high school selected first overall. Tommy Brown of the Washington Wizards doing it a couple of years ago. High school games on national TV. And what has been the most impressive to me is how he's handled the unprecedented hype.
3: You will most certainly be the most scrutinized rookie in the history of the NBA. What will make a successful season by your definition in the rookie year?
1: You know, seeing our team get better every day. I think that's gonna be the biggest accomplishment for us because last year we won pretty good. But if I feel like we get better every day as a team, that's gonna be my biggest goal this year.
0: It's your home speaking, and I need you to do me a couple of favors. First, could you get that blueberry that rolled under the fridge last week? It's throwing my feng shui off. Second thing, bundle your home and car insurance with GEICO. It's easy, and we could save money. Lastly, I know you were thinking of painting the nursery back to off-white, but I'm actually feeling this baby blue. Didn't think it was my color, but I am pulling it off.
2: GEICO. For bundling made easy, go to GEICO.com
0: today. The Jump is brought to you by The Last of Us Part Two, Available now. Rated M for
1: Mature. The legacy of the decision, what is it for player empowerment, free agency, super teams?
3: Just knowing you can do it. Knowing you
1: don't have to sit back. This is not the era of the reserve clause. There's no limit to what we can think about, consider, dream about, and perhaps do
2: as artists. Do LeBron's fellow artists in basketball appreciate what he's the opportunities that he's given yeah
1: i think no matter how you feel about lebron the player whether you're a rival you can't miss as bright as the sun
3: what his influence has done to your industry
0: Sunday night, ESPN will premiere Backstory, The Decision, our one-hour special that looks at the consequences and legacy of LeBron's infamous decision to join the Miami Heat 10 years ago. That's at 9 Eastern on ESPN and the app. And speaking of LeBron, you heard him at the top of the show calling out the NFL, saying that Colin Kaepernick is owed an apology that came in a Bloomberg interview. Jay, do you agree with LeBron, and what do you make of him using his platform to comment on this?
1: Well, to the latter part, I love the fact that he's using this platform, obviously, forming more than a vote. Uh, and I, I think the first part of it, Rachel, is going to be challenging. Not every owner feels like Colin Kaepernick is good to play on their team. Uh, I, I think the league actually giving $250 million and what they continue to do for systemic racism. And uh, those efforts that they continue to do, I think, will serve as somewhat of, a, of an apology. I still think LeBron James is going to get that apology. He's in dire need of from the league.
3: You know, I think Colin Kaepernick would do better getting a job from the league hmm. as opposed to an apology. Apology would be nice, but I'm not sure that the blackballing has ended, which I think is what the point is here. Um, and I don't know what was in the terms of that lawsuit. That's not my end of the business. But I think having him back on an NBA, an NFL field would be the greatest thing that the league could do.
0: And that is important to say you want both things. First of all, apologies have weight. They have meaning. It's why we've even had our federal government apologize posthumously to people who were wronged a 100 years ago. They matter. Also, though, that matters is action. Jay, are you happy enough with the action that leagues and will hone in on the NBA say that they are going to take in the coming months trying to work out better hiring practices for black uh, black front office executives or or other things that they can do to employ black businesses as sponsors?
1: Rachel, I, I think this is a start. I think that's the right way to look at it. This is a start. But I think sustainability of this cause is something that is imperative. And this needs to happen for a very long time. And I think seeing the league's efforts to continue to make improvement as it relates to race and more diversity within the workplace is something I'm keeping my eye on.
0: Absolutely. I think it's something that we're all going to be keeping a close look on. I know it's going to be a conversation later today and going forward for the players as well. I want to thank Jay and Brian. I also want to do a special thank you to our director, Ty, our coordinating producer, Hillary, our show producers, Danny and Steve, and our entire amazing production crew of people that has let us do this show without a control room for the last three months. We'll be back on Monday with a full hour. See you then.
2: Did you know Geico's now offering an extra 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies? That's 15% on top of what Geico could already save you. So what are you waiting for? Your
3: teenager to help around the house?
0: Okay, Mom, I emptied the dishwasher, vacuumed the basement, and folded the sheets out of the dryer. Wait, what? Oh, and next, I'm going to clean Mitten's litter box.
1: Are we in some kind of prank show or something? That's a camera,
2: isn't it? There's never been a better time to switch to Geico. Save an extra 15% when you switch by October 7th. Limitations apply. Visit Geico.com for details.